LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Welcome back to The One Thing. The last episode was a really long one, sorry about that. And this is the continuation of tensions in the burnout discussion. So listen to that one before you listen to this one. All right, tension number two, running hard versus finishing the race. So we have two quotes here. Um, Spurgeon, God save us from living in comfort while sinners are sinking in hell. Christmas Evans, a British evangelist, I'd rather burn out than rust out in the service of the Lord. And on the other hand, we have God's word, the Bible, Acts 20, 24. I consider my life worth nothing to me if only I may finish the race and complete the task that the Lord has given me. The second tension when people talk about burnout is between running hard and finishing the race. So on one hand, ministry workers rightly want to run hard and give themselves fully to the work. On the other hand, ministry work can be long, a marathon, 30, 40, 50 years in ministry. And if we run at a sprint pace, uh, there will be side effects. So how do we navigate this tension? Of course, we don't want anyone to burn out. Like I don't, I don't look back on my burnout and think that's the best thing that ever happened to me. I do look back on it and think, <laughs> gee, I learn a lot. Um, and, mm-hmm. gee, I, and gee, I know what I'll do differently next time. In fact, I know what I've done differently in future scenarios in order to avoid that. Mm. But no one wants to burn out. Um, but what what I think I want to see in myself, and, and as I'm talking to uh, other young leaders as well, I, I do want there to be a tension in this. It's like mm. that, um, you know, those uh, exercise bands you get. Uh, yeah. You know, the Derek's ones that are demonstrating. <laughs> Yeah, I'm demonstrating. Yeah, you. We'll post a video of how to demonstrate a resistance band later. Quality viewing. Um, but the the resistance bands you get that I'm using yeah. at home at the moment because I can't get to the gym and you know it's it's that thing with the resistance band. You don't just pull it and hold it as long as you can. Like that's not the point. Yeah. The point is sometimes you're pulling and holding. Sometimes you're letting it go. There's a rest time or a recovery time and then you're going again. Mm. When you start that, um, you start with the little bands and you build up over time. You use different bands. You are building muscle mass. You're working out where your body's at. You're working out how to do it well. You're working on technique. You're working out when you go too far. And when mm. you go too far, you don't keep going. You pull mm. back and mm. then you rest and then you head back into it. There is a tension in here that I think I want to see and push in myself. So I'm not just projecting this to other people. I want to see. I want to work out how it is because of the calling that I've got under God, who I am in Christ. I want to strive and run as hard as I can within the limits that I find myself, within the mm-hmm. season that I find myself, within the relationships that I find myself in. And so I am pulling and stretching and holding the tension. And then when I'm realizing I've gone too far, I come back and then I go back again. And hopefully mm. I'm building muscle mass over time. And I'm, I want to ask questions as I hold this tension. Here are the key questions for me that I'm mm. realizing I need to come back to as, as I find this limit, as I find this tension. I want to understand my role in all of this. That is... I want to be reminded I am not the creator. I'm not the creator. 
I am part of the creation. Therefore, I am finite. I can't do everything. I'm not expected to do everything either. Mm. God is sovereign. I'm not. But I am called to exercise my responsibility and authority in this world in ways that honor him and pursue His the mission that he's on. To see people come to know Jesus, see Jesus honored. So I'm going to run towards that. But I'm part of the creation. I'm not the creator itself. I'm also not the savior. I'm just one of the saved. And so everyone's mm. problems... While I want to um, bear the burdens of those around me, they are not my problems to solve. I can't save people. And so I need to keep remembering I am one of the saved. I am not the saviour. And so therefore, because I'm part of creation and I'm one of the saved, I'm not the creator, I'm not the saviour, there are limits to what I can do. And that should inform, hopefully with wisdom, how I engage, how far I engage, what I can do, what I can't do, how I see my role, all those kinds of things. And so as I'm holding this tension and, and flexing and stretching and reaching my limit and then coming back and then going back in again in different seasons and moments in life, I want to keep asking this question, what is driving me here? Mm. What is at the heart of how I'm reacting to this situation or how I'm seeing it or why I want to do it? They're hard questions to ask, but you know, what is my mission here? Under God, what is my mission? What is my purpose? What does it look like to shepherd God's people? Um, who am I responsible for and who am I responsible to within that? Mm. Now, ultimately, I am responsible to God. I'm going to have to stand before him and give an account for the, the things that I've done, the, but the way in which I've loved my family and my kids, as well as my church and others as well. I am responsible um, and I am accountable in that as well. And mm. so just asking that question, recognizing who I am, I'm a creator, part of the creation i'm saved and trying to dig into that heart issue not just by myself with people around me to hold that tension not being lazy not pretending i can solve every problem (laughs) but working out how to stretch that rubber band in my life that yeah anyway you get the analogy i'll stop i get it no no no. i'm gonna keep going with it because can i ask well what would you say to someone say a solo minister um who's thinking I have no way to ease the rubber band. I have no, I am at capacity, I am stretched, and yet I can't think of a way to pull back. Yeah, yep. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a good question. It's, it's a great observation. I, I, would, I would say as well in this, so I am going to answer that, uh, but I would <laughs> say as well in this, I think people who are part, like I was talking to a guy not an hour ago who runs a large church, um, and uh I think he would say the same thing. How do mm. I, I? There's so much on my shoulders, so much on my shoulders. Uh, you know, he wasn't. I wasn't talking to him about this, but I think he would say the same thing. Everything just flows upwards to the person in charge ultimately. Mm. Whether you're a solo pastor with thirty people trying to turn it around and love and care for the people there, whether you're a pastor of a church of eight hundred um, and you've got a, a staff team of twenty, there's no rest. You in ministry, my experience is. There, there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide. Uh, you always feel that pressure. Internally, you're always feeling that drive to uh, to care for people as well as you can, which is limitless. That care, People always want more. Um, and there's always more lost people than you can, uh, than you can uh, hope to reach. Mm. And so for a solo pastor, so I, I want to empathize and say, yep, that is a real problem it is a real challenge um but you're always going to feel like that 
Mm-hmm. You're always going to feel like you're not doing enough. You're always going to feel like there's more to do. Part of the answer to that is working on the internal things because the external things are never going to change. Mm-hmm. People are always going to need you. There's always going to be things to fix in the church. There's always problems to address. And you do need to work out how to pick them off and do them. But you need to work out for yourself how much can you do. What are the key things that only you can do? What are the key things you are called to do? How do you pick them off? And where do you draw that line and say, actually, uh, I am part of the creation. Now, some of these are competency skills things, delegation, uh, understanding what is crucial to your leading a church, all those things within Geneva and the Reach Development Program, we, we get people to reflect on as well. But before we get people to reflect on that, we want people to reflect on uh, the convictions and what mm. the convictions drive us towards because you're never going to get to the point where you're just sitting around thinking, I have so much time on my hands and this is an easy job. You're mm. not going to get there. With your church is 30, with your church is 1,000, it, it doesn't matter. Have I avoided the question there? No, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I uh, no, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't, I, I don't want to sound dismissive of that. I'm not trying to be in any way no, dismissive. No. And I don't think it's an easy problem to solve because there are so much to do. I, the guy who runs my church, um, uh, great guy. It's, uh, and there is so much to do with property and finance, all these kinds of things, which he didn't necessarily train for. And he's trying to juggle in there. He went into ministry because he loves God's people. He wants to see them grow. And he wants to reach you know, uh, the area that our church is in. Mm. And so he feels it keenly. Uh, it's a tricky issue. And so he is, at this moment, he is building muscle mass. He, he's trying to work out how to, <laughs> how to lead well, how to navigate stuff well, how to care for people well, and he's doing a brilliant job. Yeah. Um, but it just takes time to work that stuff out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Those, especially who are doing ministry in uh, low socioeconomic areas, a lot of public housing, just have a lot of sympathy for how difficult those situations are and, I mean, being in ministry is a very complex role, let alone if you're in a housing commission area. You're not a social worker, but you, you kind of are probably in many ways acting like one. But a social worker would clock off. A social worker has training that you don't get in ministry. A social worker has hardcore supervision that you probably wouldn't be getting Um and I think probably, yeah, the key thing is, yeah, they, they start at nine, they finish at five. That's just not ministry life. And, yeah, I just, oh, I just think that is so difficult. And I guess the moment that you put in healthy boundaries and you do say no to something, you know, to protect yourself, to protect your family, which is, you know, a great and godly thing to do, the reality is you're quite aware of the implications of you saying no. You know, in a different context, you just say no to someone, they might be a bit offended, they might say something behind your back, but like they still eat that night and they don't go home to a, you know, perhaps they don't go home to a terrible situation. Like the repercussions of your boundaries just must have a wear and tear. Uh, I think I just, I think that's such a difficult situation. Oh, massively. Massively. You go into it to care for people and to love yeah. people and then you have to say no to that. It goes against yeah. the grain. And and yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think it's this this these aspects of ministry in every context, but particularly the context you've described there, which are uh, so hard to navigate, which is why can I say 
Um, people can't do this alone. They mm. Having a supervisor, having a coach, having people outside of them they can connect with to help them navigate that, to help them be able to pull back and recharge is absolutely crucial because otherwise they just keep following their nose with this stuff and their nose is to care for people, to love people and you just get to a point where unknowingly you are you have become when you feel like you are the solution to everyone's problems not nefariously you're not trying mm. to set yourself up as a savior but you want to help mm. so having that outside voice to help you navigate that and not get to that moment so that you don't burn out is hugely important yeah yeah uh yes trusting that god yeah i think in that it's just trust remembering as well that uh, God loves them more than you do, no matter how much you love them, like, and, and believing in his sovereignty. But, um, yeah, I'm not good at transitions. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> um, I guess Derek, any, yeah, I guess Derek, any final words that you would want to say to someone who is on the edge of burnout or is just quite discouraged given lockdown or just pastoral situations where they're at in life? I don't have any wise words. Um, I have the encouragement, though, um, that this this is God's work and he, he will bring about his purposes in this. Um, our role is um, to remember who it is we are in him, first of all, not being simplistic, but remembering who we are in him, mm. that he does love people, as you've said, Maddie, more than we can possibly imagine um, and to trust that those things are true. We are cared for, others are cared for, and pushing into our responsibility within that. But this is all one sentence because it's only one thing. But the way in which we stay in that healthy state, build muscle mass, uh, head off burnout before it gets there, is to connect ourselves to other people as well. And so just doing that in this time uh, is is crucial moving forward for people who are feeling tired and exhausted and overwhelmed by stuff, connecting with other people mm. uh, who will speak godly truth into their lives. Yeah. Toolbox, what resources do you recommend? Zeal Without Burnout is the book um, that I would recommend. Chris Frash, I, I think it's an excellent book. Going the Distance by Peter Brain, who I know I critiqued before, but it's an excellent book. That was just one little section. <laughs> The book's gold. The book's gold. Um, so, sorry, Peter. I know he's a, a long-time listener, no-time caller. Um, uh, shout out to Mikey Lynch as well. Good life in the last days. Uh, and let me let me throw out Jono's book again. Uh, just a really good, coming from a different kind of stable to the zeal without burnout, going the distance, good life in the last days. Uh, Jono's book's coming out from a different angle and is very, very helpful. And lastly, can I say, go and get a coach. Uh, get a supervisor. It is very. This is a tough job in a tough environment to speak that outside voice, speak wise, gospel-centered words into this, uh, in order to help you reset and get reconnected and continue to build muscle mass to do what it is you set out to do at the start. Love God's people. Reach the lost. Go get a coach. Um, that <laughs> Derek has. Put a fake moustache on and is distracting Sorry. me. No, leave this in. Let the people know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that concludes us for today. I'm Madeline Galea. I'm Derek Hannum. <laughs> Chat soon. <laughs>